I'm looking out the window. We may have a bite. We may have something going on out there. So we're going to cut this radio show kind of short because we got to go check our rod. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Welcome to another episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer. And I just, I just want you to close your eyes for a minute and picture this. You're in a little cabin way in the northern part of the country, and there's a little lake just just like glass, not a ripple on it. And there's all sorts of tamarack trees that are golden color and green evergreens, and the reflection of the trees mirrors the surface of them going up perfectly. And you get in your kayak, and you paddle across to the other side of the lake, with your bow and arrow and you get out of the kayak and walk through the woods where you climb up into your tree stand for a day of deer hunting yes you shoot a deer with your bow and arrow get down gut it drag the deer back to the kayak put it on the kayak and paddle it back across the lake to the cabin this is what brenda meyer did and got her voted the Adventurous Woman of the Year through Adventurous Magazine. Angie, sorry about the squeaking dog toy. Please edit this out. Stand by and I'll get rid of them. All right, you guys, stop it. Here. Come here. Give me the beaver. Give me the beaver. Give me the beaver. It's still recording. It's still recording. You leave it in if you want, Angie. This is live radio. You got Boston Terriers in the room when you're recording, this is what you get. They haven't played all day. They've been sleeping on the couch. We start recording. And then the beaver. They grab the beaver. Isn't that funny? Anyway. Brenda, thank you so much for being on the Women Angler and Adventurer. Oh, this is great. I'm really excited to talk with you. I I was able to describe that picture so perfectly because... I'm actually sitting in this cabin looking out on this scene and I stopped by uh, Brenda's to visit with her and we're up in the Shaquamana National Forest where she has a little place on a little out of the way lake and I'm actually looking out the window at this scene that I just described and it's absolutely beautiful. Brenda, you live in a little piece of heaven. You know what? I know that and I appreciate it every day that I'm here. And that scene that you're describing that day um, was accented by a brand new snowfall that had just covered all the evergreens. And so I was paddling across the lake and I literally felt like I was paddling into a painting. Wow. You know, and I can see why. And, you know, this is not everyone has this opportunity. And if you can have an opportunity, man, you're a blessed person. And I, I feel lucky just being invited here, Brenda. Oh, you're welcome anytime. You are a lot of fun. And I just want to get you a muskie so bad. So if not today, another day. Well, that's the other piece of this pie is not only is it all about the, you know, the hunting. Right now, while we're looking out the window, we're actually muskie fishing. We have 
three rods in the in the water with great big sucker minnows on them. Musky fishing. We just missed one. We were kind of delaying doing the radio show, hoping that we would come back and have that excitement of just landing a huge musky in our voices when we were talking. But um, that's not the case. We missed one. So we're we're going to try not to pout during this interview, but we are both a little sad. Suffering a little bit of the agony of defeat for sure. <laughs> so Brenda, how did you get in to be such an outdoorsy person? You know, Barb, it's been something that's always been a part of me. I grew up on the shores of Green Bay, spending summers at my grandparents' cottage, and uh, I was just a little wild child. I mean, I spent my days playing in the water, and we had a creek next to the cabin, and I ran around in the woods, and that's just what I did. And, you know, when I was a little girl, they gave me a BB gun and a knife to play with, and man, it was heaven to me. Well, you sure are proficient at it now, and um, let's just talk a little bit about that that big uh, award or recognition that you got for Adventurous Magazine. I know uh, Jennifer was a guest on our show previously. She's the one that founded and runs Adventurous Magazine, and she ran this little contest to have people enter to be declared the Adventurous Woman of the Year. And um, how did that all come to be for you, Brenda? That's kind of interesting. Um, I was doing a little research on my friend Google. I was trying to find some camouflage wool pants that would fit me because I like to wear a lot of natural fibers because that's how I stay warm in the woods. And on my Google search, this adventurous magazine came up and I'd never heard of it. And it's a digital online magazine. I'm kind of old school. So the idea that there was no paper magazine to hold was kind of weird. But um, I started paging through it, and actually what caught my eye was a picture of you, Barb, holding a steelhead in one of their issues. Oh, wow. Well, I, d- I didn't even know that was there, but <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> well, so then I started reading some of this stuff, and I thought, oh, this is cool. And then I opened it up to the next page, and it was all the prizes. And the thing that caught my eye was an orange pair of, like, shoulder-length gutting gloves that come in all different sizes. And I thought, oh man, I'd love to have those gutting gloves. So I read the little caption and it said there was a contest. Kind of forgot about it until my daughter was home for Christmas from Raleigh, North Carolina. And we were sitting around hanging out and I was telling her the story and she just kind of rolled her eyes. Oh mom, trapping gloves, really? And so anyway, she um, said, well, we could enter you in that. She goes, you could totally win this contest. And of course I laughed and thought it was ridiculous. But The kids, uh, my son Joey and her started going through all the pictures of me from the past year because they have to be current a year, you know, previous. And yeah, we, uh, they came up with all these pictures. They picked out which ones for each of the categories, wrote a little caption, sent it in, and I kind of forgot about it from there. And then you were notified. Well, yeah, I I was watching Facebook because I'm not real tech savvy, but I do the Facebook thing and I saw a post of the finalists. And it kind of freaked me. Well, no, first it was posts of all the different category winners, like, you know, for the, because it's a hunting category, fishing category, whatever. And I've, each one I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then they posted a picture of the 10 finalists and my picture was there and I just about cracked. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I was just like, oh my gosh. And I just thought it was crazy. And uh, I thought maybe it was novelty because I was kind of the old girl on the page, all these you know, young women holding alligators and things. It was super cool. So I never dreamed that they would pick me, but um, I got a phone call on my way home from an ice fishing trip on Red Lake in about 28 below with Wisconsin women fish. And on my way home, I got a phone call from Jennifer and she told me that she chose me and why. And it was, it was pretty unreal. I've never 
entered anything. I've never won anything. And uh, it was just kind of crazy. Well, there, I, I bet there's not too many women out there that have a uh, shoulder length uh, pair of gutting gloves on their Christmas list. Probably not. And I actually did my uh, trapper's license this year. You have to go to a class and get certified. I did all that. So now I can actually you know, go out and be a trapper as well as a gut deer. So that's pretty glamorous. Yeah, well, you know, you, you do it all. I mean, we've been talking here the last couple of days. We've been hanging out together and between mushroom hunting and trapping and hunting and fishing. And you also have a successful guide business. Why don't you tell me about that? Oh, we started a True North Guiding and Outfitters. The main reason we started the business was um, our kids grew up and grew up you know, moved away and we didn't have them to drag out into the wilderness with us anymore. So we decided to try and offer that opportunity to more people who love the North Woods, think they want to be a part of it, but don't really know how to go about navigating camping or fishing or hunting up here. And because it's a, it's a big, you know, wild national forest. And so there's not a lot of easy places to get to where you know exactly where you are. People are uncomfortable. So we decided to help them out and try and get their families and their kids out in the wilderness instead of on, you know, television and Netflix and whatever. So we started the business for that reason. And it's been a lot of fun. We got to know a lot of really cool people. Well, you know, you and your husband do this together. And you told me about this in the past, you know, and I, you know, I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I came up here and I, I see what it is that you're talking about. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable up here. And it's not a place where you would find the cool spots if you were venturing on your own. I mean, but if you go with someone who knows the cool spots, it is an unbelievable experience. And let me just tell you a little bit about last night. Yesterday, we were out fishing with some of the gals, Amanda Wilson and Cindy, who um, produced the recent women's musky school. And we musky fished with them in the afternoon. And then Brenda and I were coming back to her cabin here. And First thing that happened was a bobcat ran across the car in front of us. And it was like, oh, cool, look at that, a bobcat. Then we go a little bit further, and here there's a huge elk right on the side of the road. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know. So we stop, and Brenda's pointing the headlights right at the elk, and it's like, you know, we're taking pictures and stuff. We go up a little farther. There's another elk sitting on the side of the road, and this is this place, the Shaquamana National Forest. And it is, uh, tell, tell me a little about this area is called the Quiet Lakes or what it, what it, tell me about that. Yeah, we're in the Quiet Lakes area. It's part of Spider Lake Township. And um, it's kind of an area that has developed some rules of their own to keep things a little more peaceful and natural. And uh, so there's 10 mile an hour speed limits on the lakes and there's not ATVs bombing around. And we really like that. We're kind of quiet sports sort of people. Um, and so that's part of the beauty of the place. I love the quiet. There's nothing like being sitting out by the lake and it's just this dead silence. And I was having an experience this summer with my kids. We were laying in a hammock watching the meteor shower and all of a sudden some wolves let out howling. And it just, it gave me chills. And it just the wilderness experience is something, you know, that, you don't have to go all the way to Alaska or, you know, something to do. You can feel a part of it here. It's a smaller version, but it's it's pretty special. Yeah. Now, what the place we're talking about is actually in northern Wisconsin. It's probably four hours, four and a half hours from Madison, Wisconsin. 
And um, there, it's only 45 minutes from Lake Superior in Ashland, which is a whole different destination that's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, it's, it's really unique here. And I've, my eyes have been open because it's really the first time I've been up here um, to really, you know, get in into it deep where I can see what's happening. Now, you, a lot of the guiding you do is on rivers with canoes and you're really kind of have these wilderness experiences, but you also catch some unbelievable fish. I mean, tell me about some of this. You know, I've seen pictures. No wonder you were chosen. Tell me about some of these awesome fish. Well, we we have a lot of fun on the rivers. A lot of people um, don't go on some of the sections that we've found because you have to work to get into them. So you have to portage your canoe in. And um, I started out traveling up into the Aquatico Provincial Park, which is on the uh, the Canadian side of the boundary waters of Minnesota. And um, so I'm a canoe person. I love to be in a canoe. And and so we started fishing out of canoes up there, and then we kind of transferred that to this area so that we could fish the rivers. My husband's always been a big fan of fishing rivers. So, yeah, the thing about catching fish in the rivers um, up here, especially the muskies, is there's not a lot of places for them to go to fight. So a lot of times they come out of the air and they're jumping and they're kind of, you know, you're in the canoes, so you're kind of wheeling your rod over your head and all around and trying not to tip over. And it's kind of a circus. But that you feel so much closer to the fish too. And then the whole experience of traveling through this, you know, stretch of river where there's no cabins and no people and, you know, then eagles following your, you know, your path and you see an otter pop its head up or a mink sitting on the shore. It's just, I saw an elk walking across the river in front of me one time. So the fishing is phenomenal. I, right near my cabin, I caught a giant smallie and it was just like, just amazing to see that fish come out of that little stretch of river. Yeah, you know, it's it's absolutely beautiful up here, you know, and it's a it's kind of a secret, you know. I mean, and I've even talking to you in the past, Brenda, I almost feel like this balance you're trying to figure out of you want a few customers, but you don't want really too many people to know about it. So finding this balance of just kind of being able to keep it this way, that's kind of a challenge, I think. And I think some of the local business owners and the residents up here kind of feel the same way. Yeah, you know, it, it is a balance because you do want to share it and have other people enjoy it too. We want everyone to respect this part of the, the state and really appreciate it for what it is so that we protect it. But then you also want to have time to enjoy it yourself. So that is a balance that we're working on. But I, I think we can find a way. And it's it's really been an open door to meeting some really amazing people who share our love of the wilderness in this part of the country. So that's cool. Yeah, you know, I want to talk a little bit now about food <laughs> because we I came up here yesterday and uh she had a little hors d'oeuvre for me and it was woodcock pate. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's really a thing, but I make it because um we bird hunt a lot. We have bird dogs and there's a lot of rough grouse up here that people come from a long way away to hunt. But the woodcock is a, a lesser known bird. It's a migratory bird, very small with a big long bill. Um, kind of re- resembles a snipe. Some people know what snipe are. And uh, they're fun to hunt. And, and, and my rule is, and it was a rule since I was a little kid when I was shooting leopard frogs with my BB gun and my grandma made me eat the, the frog legs. So we don't waste things. We don't shoot things unless we're going to eat them. So when we shoot the woodcock, we got to eat them. But they kind of taste like liver. And I was trying to think, well, what could I do to make them really palatable? And 
I thought liver pate, woodcock pate, kind of a novelty. Just like I make, I make walleye rangoons. Yeah. It, you know, and it's just fascinating. I mean, when we were ice fishing that time, you made what venison curry. Oh, that was to die for. What's on the menu tonight? Cause I smell something in the oven. <laughs> well, tonight is, is sort of an imported bird, but it's pheasants that, that were shot, um, with our dogs. And I just made a, a pheasant, uh, kind of stew with wild rice. Um, I'm a big wild rice fan and that's from up here. And there's also some, um, maitake mushroom, um, they grow on oak trees. So we got some that in there too. So try and mix it up a little. Wow. You know, it's just like, you know, you talk about the ultimate outdoors woman. I think uh, Brenda is it. And um, her husband, John, her and him and her to have this guide business together. He's a great guy. I just love hanging out with him too. Of course, he left us alone here for a couple of days at the cabin. He, I guess he thought we weren't going to get in too much trouble. <laughs> Yeah, he's having a hard time, though. I keep getting texts from him, like, give me an update or a little bit of advice here and there. And it's it's hard. He's uh, looking forward to when he can retire and be up here um, full time because he loves it up here as much as I do, if not more. Well, you know, I'm so glad I got to know you a little bit more, Brenda, because I know that I have some future adventures in my in my life coming up now that I know you, because it's been so fun to hang out. You're so interesting. What's, what's the website people can go to if they want to check some of the um, guide services that you guys offer? We have a website. It's truenorthguides.com. And just like it sounds, and uh, you can check out our website, see the different kind of trips. We try and tailor make things for people too. It's not like you have to take a full day of fishing and, you know, spend eight hours on the water. If someone wants to go for a half day, or maybe they really just want to get out on the river just to see it, or maybe someone wants to slog back to a cranberry bog and pick wild cranberries, you know, we'll do whatever people want to do just to be able to get them out enjoying whatever they're interested in. Well, it's uh, fascinating. You have a Facebook page too, don't you? Yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, I'm so technologically, you know, this is lame. this. Let me tell you about Brenda's downside. You know, it's like first of all, there's no cell service up here. You can't get a hold of her if you want to. There's, I can't get any emails or texts. That's part of the reason why I'm having so much fun this weekend. But you know. This is something that's the true north experience goes all across all levels, you know, including their Facebook. I think I have a Facebook page. We put a picture there <laughs> once in a while. And if they don't get business, well, too bad. They don't really care because it's a secret and we don't really want you to know anyway. It's like not the perfect business model, but it's working perfectly. Yeah. If we had to make a living off this, it would be trouble. But this is a retirement gig for us. And uh, our tagline for our business is an authentic Northwoods experience. And that's what we're hoping to share with people. Um, we're pretty down to earth and we're just kind of old school on a lot of things. Barb was making fun of me because I didn't know anything about the graph when we were out on the little boat on our lake tonight. And I was like, I don't know. I just look at the depth, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> now you do work out of a lodge. So if somebody wanted to kind of come up here on a vacation, have lodging at this lodge, and then work with you guys on these adventures during the day. What's what's that? the name of that place that you work out of? We work out of Boulder Lodge Resort, which is, uh, the address is Hayward, but it's actually about 20 miles east of Hayward. And uh, Terry and Michelle run this amazing little lodge in an old um, building that was a lumber camp back in like 1905 is when it started. 
old log building and it's just a really cool place and they have uh, seasonal campsites and a campground and cabins that they rent. Um, they serve food and they have a great bar. They have a, a dock where people can keep boats. Um, it's, it's a great little, it's a great little place. We love it there and have met a lot of really fun people. Um, Terry and Michelle are awesome and they have even fun things like live music on Friday nights, which is kind of a cool thing in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect getaway. And this is kind of a test area for elk. So seeing an elk over here, it's not like a rare occurrence. It's pretty common occurrence. In fact, when you're driving down the road, they have these um, lights, these warning signs. And some of these elk are radio collared. And if they get within a quarter mile of the road, these lights go on because there had been a large number of car um, elk accidents and a lot of elk perish. So some of them are, you know, they're tracking. It's not a thing that's really common around here. They're trying to get them going, and um, the DNR keeps pretty close watch on them. So um, that's kind of what's – I'm looking out the window. We may have a bite. We may have something going on out there. So we're going to cut this radio show kind of short because we got to go check our rod. There's all these ripples in the water. We might have a muskie playing with our – Suckerman. Brenda, thank you so much for being on the radio show. Thanks. Now let's get out to the dock. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.